Hello and welcome to this NLive's Open for Business podcast platform. My name is Adrian Price, the guy from the university, as I keep saying, with the perfect face for radio. And I host a show every Tuesday from 7 to 9 p.m. called Open for Business. Open for Business celebrates the very best of business in Northampton and Northamptonshire and brings together business, civic, charity and indeed academic leaders to talk about the business environment, to talk about initiatives and projects, especially where, they're, where they are all working together for the good of the community. So enjoy these extended interviews on this podcast. They're now set up as a standalone for you to savour and uh, to learn from some of the movers and shakers in the county. Enjoy. Well, it's Christmas time and Christmas time means in theory, lots of parties and festivities and uh, lots of going out and special meals with family, etc. And um, obviously, we're all aware of what's going on in the news and the sort of um, you know, Omicron and what it's doing to our hospitality sector. But I'm delighted to welcome back to the show somebody that uh, one of our best hotels in the county, um, really some very interesting elements to it, which I'm sure we're going to hear about. But it's a big warm welcome to Andrew Hollett, who is the general manager of the Kettering Park Hotel in Kettering. One that um, listeners might remember from last year. I know very well because I lived there for three months when I first took a job back in the UK, having lived in Spain. Um, and a hotel that's very dear to my heart. But Andrew, welcome to the show. Um, yes, you must be in the middle of many different conflicting emotions, I would imagine, at the moment. Uh, yes, absolutely, Adrian. One gets used to the constant churn of ups and downs. Um, it does feel at the moment there's a bit more up and down than perhaps we were expecting at this time of the year. Um, obviously, what's been happening in the wider world affects us quite significantly. So, yeah, we're, we're still resilient. We're still positive. But there's no doubt that, it, you know, the, the recent goings on have had an impact on business. Yeah, indeed. Well, you're still open. That's the most important thing. It doesn't look like there'll be any changes before Christmas. Um, do you have any sense of what might be coming after Christmas? I personally feel that there will be some form of further restriction, probably after the 27th of December is the general vibe in our world. Uh, what that will be is hard to say, but uh, whatever it is, you know, we're, we're ready, we'll deal with it. Um, but a little bit of clarity would probably help a bit more at this stage so we can plan a little bit better. Yeah, indeed. Well, let's go back to the beginning of December. How was the year looking like it was going to end before anyone, any of us heard the word Omicron? Omicron. Well, we were actually set for a uh, record-breaking uh, financial period of December um, compared to the other ones since we reopened in May. Um, that's not happened as much as we had hoped. Uh, so we've lost about 15% of our business, I guess, between the start of December and what's likely to end up being the end of the month. So I guess in some ways it's not too bad, but um, food and drink especially was was quite badly affected, as you would imagine. Yeah, I was thinking 15% isn't bad because there was somebody on the news last night that was talking about 50 to 60%, of course, uh, drop, which is, is, is significant. Um, so you opened up in May. You know, have you still got COVID restrictions? Can you reassure anybody that's thinking of going there for a meal or a drink, you know, the, the safe environment you've created? Yes, all of our processes uh, are all done in the best possible uh, methods, really, to make sure that people are safe. And also, of course, the people who work with me on my team, they need to be safe as well. So we have a rigorous system of cleaning, fogging, using bactericidal mist that uh, completely disinfects spaces like bedrooms which we do every week and also function spaces and meeting rooms so we're about as safe as we can be given that we have general public and my people in and out of the building every day. Mm. So tell us about the Kettering Park Hotel 
What's special? And I remember it was a, you know, it's a, it was a new building in 1996 when I was staying there, relatively new. Um, it was very plushly decorated inside. But uh, just tell us, you know, what, why are you so proud of this great hotel? Well, we try to, I suppose, personalize it. I think we have a phrase here that I use, which is the, what is our DNA? So when the customer walks through the door, no matter what they're doing, there's a, a personality about it. So we've I've tried in the six years I've been here to add some additional personality touches. We have lots of wicker hairs. Uh, that's animal hairs, not uh, hairs on your head or other parts of the body, um, which are dotted around the gardens. There's lots of things you can do in terms of uh, marshmallow toasting in the summertime. We have a lovely outside dining area. So all of those little extra features are maybe what you wouldn't expect to find on a business park in a, what looks like a corporate hotel. And if I had five pounds for every time somebody said to me when they stepped over the front door threshold, wow, I didn't expect it to be like this. Uh, I could probably have bought the place twice over by now. So that, that's really our mantra is to make it personalized. We try to behave as an independent property, but with corporate professional standards. And that seems to be working. Well, it is very plush. You go into that entrance, you've got that nice little, um, sort of waiting seating area by the fire, if I remember, then the bar on the right-hand side. I mean, it, it is a warm, cosy environment in there, I have to say. Is that something that, you know, you, you've probably redecorated many times since I last stayed there, but is that something that's a particular feature of the chain or of this hotel? Um, I think it's a feature of the chain. All of the Thwaites hotels have their own character, but what the company did when they built all of the properties was to spend money on quality fixtures and fittings. There's lots of wood in Kettering Park around the furniture areas and uh, all of the front lobby areas, a massive fireplace with a big stone hearth. You know, it's not something that was designed to be unfashionable in five minutes and then out the door. It's going to last forever. And I think a lot of my customers really appreciate that. So we keep it looking smart, but the structure of the building is based on quality materials and that, you know, like anything, quality lasts the test of time, really. Indeed. How many bedrooms do you have, Andrew? We have 119. Okay. And you are a conference hotel in the business park or do you, you know, is it the local market you're looking for as well? Uh, it's probably about 60% corporate business, which would cover things like meetings, conferences, bedrooms midweek for people working or staying in the area. And then the other part of the business, then the 40% that remains is really around food, drink. We do lots of weddings, private dining. Um, people come to stay for packages. We have beautiful spa on the back of the hotel. So lots of members there that come and enjoy the facilities on a daily basis. And this year, particularly the treatment side of things, the massage, the nails and all of that has absolutely rocketed like I've never seen before. And I think people really feel the need to have a little bit of pampering and a bit of me time. So um, we, we have great facilities for that as well. Uh, some very, very nice people who operate that too, which really makes the experience fantastic. So you have a, um, a membership site. You don't have to be a resident of the hotel to go to the fitness room, the, swim, uh, the pool and the spa then. No, you can join the, the spa. Um, we have a variety of things available. You can join just on a gym only basis, which suits the people who want fitness only. But then if you join the spa in the more general sense, you can enjoy all of the leisure facilities, the jacuzzi, the steam room, the pool, etc. And we even have a treatments membership, which gives you a preferential rate on things like massage, nails, uh, pedicures and all of that. So there's, there's three different strands to the spa, which hopefully one of those will suit most people. Yeah, indeed, and it's quite a significant um, 
pool as well that you have there. So tell us then about the food and drink, obviously something dear to my heart. And I think uh, you've taken the, the Made in Northamptonshire artisan food sector to heart as well, haven't you? I have. I've, it's no thing to say that I think I've probably fallen in love with the food producing community around Northamptonshire. And um, anything we can do to support the, the local producers, whether it's cheese, chocolates, uh, oils, hams, bacon, you name it, if, if we can put it on the menu and it works for us, then we will do that. But our philosophy with food is really what I would call seasonal British food, using the local ingredients where we can, where it makes sense, um, and give people a dinner experience that is, I wouldn't say traditional, but it's, it's proper sized portions, very, very tasty, and you know, fantastic presentation with a little bit of theatre at the table. So for example, Baked Alaska, which is a very popular dessert. Uh, you know, we set fire to that safely, of course, at the table, or we'll carve beef for you on a Sunday lunch from a, a large trolley that I bought about four years ago. And it all adds to that restaurant experience. It's not just plates being uh, plonked down in front of you. Um, so yeah, we, we try and set ourselves apart a little bit with a bit of entertainment whilst you dine. Excellent. And what's going to happen on Christmas Day? When will be the... Um... The main meal in terms of your guests that you, you have guests staying over Christmas, I assume, yeah? Uh, yes, we, we tend to be a little bit quieter over the Christmas holidays. It's nice to have a break for the team as well. So it's about half full over the Christmas period. But then we do have a, a virtually full restaurant for Christmas Day lunch, uh, which starts at half 12 and then finishes at half two. Visit from Santa from about one o'clock uh, with presents for all the children under 12. So, yeah, really nice experience. And it's five courses. Take your time. Relax. Um, should be a, a super experience. Is it sold out already? Yes, we did lose a couple of people this week, uh, but um, I expect to be virtually full by the time Saturday comes around. Fantastic. And can you give us an idea of that experience, roughly what that would cost? Uh, it's £112 for adults and then half the price for children. So, you know, it's quite, um, it's quite spicy, as, as I use the phrase, uh, in terms of cost, but the quality is fantastic. So, um, People feel really pampered, looked after. As I said, we don't turn any tables. You've got the table for the whole afternoon as long as you want. And just take your time and enjoy a glass of champagne on arrival and then some super food to follow. Sounds fantastic as well. Now, um, we have uh, noted before the Welsh connection here. So anything from Wales you've imported into the hotel, Andrew? <laughs> um, I did try. For those of you who know Swansea, quite well. There's a very famous ice cream producer called Joe's Ice Cream, who are an Italian family who came to the town in the 1920s. Um, Joe's Ice Cream is a legend in and around Swansea and Mumbles, for those of you who've been there on holiday, but sadly they don't export it across the border. Um, why that is, I don't understand, because it, it could make them really very, very famous indeed. So I have tried, but no, denied on that score. Um, so no, I'm very much supportive of the English food producing community. That's enough. We, we don't need to bring the bring the Welsh lot on board. They've got me <laughs> to do that for them. <laughs> what would be the Welsh cuisine? I mean, I don't know whether you watch, you know, it, it, it comes out of any of these um, popular shows there. But uh, I, I do remember seeing a few days ago, you know, a joke about cheese on toast, right? <laughs> Which um, is one dish. What's it called? To Welsh rabbit. There we go. Welsh rabbit. Yes, yes. Which we, is cheese on we have done that. Um, the one thing I, I try to persuade the chefs here to try is 
a very famous uh, seaweed dish called lava bread, which exists around South Wales, which is a boiled type of seaweed, very similar to the Japanese uh, nori seaweed, I think it is. Anyway, it's a black sludge in a bowl, which you put in a pan, you heat it up, splash of vinegar, a little bit of pepper, and have that with toast or smoked bacon for breakfast. My mum makes it into a tart. It's the most gorgeous thing. However, it looks like something you'd spread on the road. Um, no one here was prepared to try it when I brought a tub of it back from home a few a few years ago. Uh, so that's a mission I have yet to achieve, but we will get there <laughs> one day. Fantastic. Sounds good. Well, let me know when you next needed somebody to try it, then I'm happy to come over. You know, oh. I, will, I will sacrifice in the name of art, obviously. Um, okay, so you've talked about the customers coming in and um, you are going to be full on Christmas Day. Just tell us a little bit about the staff and the staff profile. Are you mostly full-time staff or do you, do you have on part-time staff? And, you know, how well have you been able to look after your staff during the year? We um, went through the very difficult period, of course, when we were in lockdowns and various other things. So we took, quite rightly, full advantage of the furlough scheme, which kept uh, as many people as we could uh on the books um, sadly i did have to lose a few people through redundancy because those jobs were inevitably no longer going to be needed going forward however since we reopened in may the um, challenge to recruit people was like nothing else i've ever seen before um, very very difficult however um, i think when you have a, a decent reputation as an employer you do tend to have a bit more luck than perhaps uh, otherwise. So we got to a stage by the end of probably November where I would say I only had a handful of jobs still to be filled, uh, which is not bad going. It was quite tight in the summertime, like everybody was. Um, but we've now got a, cr a crew of absolutely fantastic people, really committed, a really strong management team, probably the best we've ever had in my time of being here. And uh, I can't wait for next year. I've just employed a new executive chef um, who came from a very well-known hotel in Cambridge and before that worked in London with three of the very biggest names in the in the business. Um, so Peter will uh, refresh the parts that we need refreshing here and I'm really looking forward to what he does with menus from January onwards. So yeah, very exciting time. Fantastic. Now you're one of eight in the Daniel Thwaites um, chain. Where roughly are the others and, and are they all a similar, you know, corporate or in a corporate business community, or are they in different types of locations? There are um, six of the larger properties, which are very similar to Kettering. So they range from Leeds across to Penrith, down towards Nutsford in Cheshire, and then Bristol and also Fareham down on the south coast. But we purchased two smaller ones about four years ago, one in the middle of York called Middleton's, which is in Skeldergate, so right on the river. And then more recently, we purchased the most amazing place called Langdale Chase, which sits on the east side of Lake Windermere up towards Ambleside. That's a small hotel, about 30 rooms, and that's going in for full closure and refurbishment next year. So it will turn itself into a, a five star spa um, kind of property with the most incredible views over Lake Windermere. So we're quite, quite diverse, um, all have that quality running through them. But um, ideally placed in locations all, all over the UK. Yeah, no, fantastic. Well, York, my daughter is now studying York, so I better look up Middleton's um, and Langdale Chase. Yeah, Windermere, well, that's a lovely part of the world as well. So um, plenty on offer there. Now, what I used to remember, what do I remember about my time there? A, the bedroom had a split level and there was a sofa area as well as the actual bedroom area. So even in a relatively small room, there was still a sense of different spaces. I presume that's 
that's still a feature because you haven't changed the architecture of the building, no? Correct. That's right. Yes, still here. And then the other thing was with my family living in Spain, every other weekend I would go home. One and three, my wife or four, my wife would come over with a young baby. But then two weekends in four, I would be able to get up late on a Saturday and go and enjoy that wonderful buffet breakfast that you had. And, you know, what guys are like, I think when we're not at home, that was when we eat more English breakfast, right? We're not allowed to at home, but when we're out in a hotel, English breakfast is quite a treat. So I assume that you've still got a really good buffet going on Saturdays. We, we've actually changed it, I'm afraid to say. Adrian, you may not be happy about this, but we now do all the all the breakfast uh, cooked to order. So it's an a la carte breakfast, effectively. Um, what, what it does do, though, in comparison to the buffet, is it means you don't get up from your chair probably two to four times doing breakfast, <laughs> causing indigestion and all sorts of other things. You don't have to fight with a toaster that you don't understand unless you've got a degree in astrophysics uh, and all the other things that... Kind of hotels like to do to customers so we we change that in the summertime um, so you arrive you sit down people bring things to you whatever you wish to have um, and it's a far far nicer experience if you want to have 14 sausages you can on a sunday morning um, so yeah we we've enhanced the uh, experience i think is the phrase i would like to use with that one but no is, that, is that partly driven by covid as well of course i would imagine no uh, a little bit of everything. It was quality improvement as well. Um, you know, we anticipated I'd probably be charging more for things going into 2022. So rather than just put the price up and keep everything the same, we've actually enhanced the service levels pretty much everywhere, certainly in food and drink with slightly more people per guest ratio and things like the breakfast buffet, um, which has been removed and it's gone to a la carte. So it's a, it's a nicer experience and pretty much all the feedback we've had since we've done it has been positive, which is which is good news. Fantastic. So if we've whet the appetite of people who want to go and uh, eat, dine there, even go in the pub with the good beers, or perhaps stay, take the you know the partner for a special treat, how do we find out more about it? What's the, um, the hotel's website, Andrew? So it is uh, ketteringparkhotel.co.uk. That will get you onto the main landing page, and then you can browse around whether it's rooms meetings events the spa food and drink it's all on there lots of pictures so you can see what we're like um or alternatively just come along come along and, and ask for somebody i've got people here who are quite happy to do instant show arounds they'll take you around show we show you what we're all about um or you can call us on 01536 416666 and again follow the instructions on the phone system that'll get you to somebody who can help you Excellent. So that's KetteringParkHotel.co.uk, www.KetteringParkHotel.co.uk, or call 01536-416-666, or just pop in and just see that very plush environment that it has there. Uh, um, It's a very warm, welcoming environment. Well, Andrew, before we go, have you got any sort of key messages for Northamptonshire and indeed for the government? I think for me, without getting too political, Adrian... It's really about let's keep going, let's keep resilient. Um, positivity in the world is, is a huge benefit to everybody. And, and I think the one thing I've realised in business, certainly coming here, is that if you talk positive and you maintain a, a constructive and let's do it kind of attitude and never give up, never give in, all of those things really, really help. Um, you know, keep calm, carry on and all of those famous phrases are more true now and and more people need to remember them, particularly media who I think, in my humble opinion, actually can talk things downwards when actually they could be used a little bit more helpfully, perhaps, to keep the spirits of the nation up. So we're we're, we're still smiling as much as we can be. And I, I think, you know, it could be a lot worse. It's not great, but it could be a lot worse. 
Okay, well, thank you very much indeed for that. Hopefully we will get some more clarity and perhaps some support for the hospitality industry if it is going to be badly affected. Um, but as you say, let's be positive. Uh, it could be a lot worse and the uh, new year hopefully will bring new hope and um, you know, new resolve for everybody. So Andrew, thanks very much for coming on. A busy time of the year for you to come and talk to us. Um, Andrew Hollett, the general manager of the Kettering Park Hotel. Find out more at ketteringparkhotel.co.uk or just pop in. And I'm sure if Andrew's there, he'd be very pleased to see you. So keep safe, keep well. Have a truly safe, uh, joyous Christmas, both personally and of course, and a successful one um, for the business and a very happy, healthy and rewarding new year, Andrew. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed that interview. There are plenty more here on the podcast platform. And of course, you can always listen on uh, live on Tuesday evenings from 7 to 9 p.m. on NLive Radio 106.9 FM or digitally via nliveradio.com. Um, if you'd like to know more about the radio station, please do look at nliveradio.com. And um, we're always looking for support from the community and further afield. So if you'd like to support us, please go to nliveradio.com slash support us. So until next time, thank you very much again for listening.